Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. Shanik again is not with us for this episode. He is still in the lobby, but I thought we cannot interview all of these pastors from all over the country without interviewing our very own worship pastor, Brittany Rocha. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. We've already had you on the episode or on the show before episode, what is it? Episode 72? Episode yep. 72. So if you want to hear more about Brittany's journey, even to Hill City, you can go back episode 72 from last summer. Was that last summer? Yeah, or I two believe summer, so. Last summer. But this week, this summer, we have you on specifically because you just led this worship at your dad's conference, CIM yeah. Network Conference, here hosted by Hill City Church, and you released a brand new song, which we're going to get into here in a second. But I thought, man, there is nobody better to talk about New Covenant worship than you, and even just the struggles of songwriting, especially with the new lens of New Covenant grace, all this stuff. So I want you to talk to us, and I know many of our listeners will be very interested in this conversation, on just the challenges around songwriting, especially songwriting with the new lens that we have around New Covenant theology. Yeah, man. I mean, thank you. That's really nice of you to say. Um, I don't know if I'm the best one. Yes, you're the best. <laughs> talk to, I mean, you say that, but I don't feel that way, but I'll, I'll get there maybe eventually. But it only because it's just, it felt, it's felt like such a process, you know? And um, I know we've all had conversations here, even as a staff of like, what does this look like? How do we take, you know, our message and put it to melody? And it can be difficult because you get so stuck in the, in the mindset and the, in the frame and the lens of how things have always been written mm -hmm. and worship music feels just really regurgitated right now. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like there's much like new, uh, content, new concepts. And so it all just feels very regurgitated from what we've heard for years and years. And it's like, we're just taking it and kind of putting it to a new melody or a different chord structure, but it's all still the same shame crap. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, um, or unworthy. So yes. It's yeah. all like making us feel, you know, bad and less than, and like really a lot of it is like capitalizing on people's like issues and trauma and, really kind of like emotional manipulation say that which is yeah so like we've been talking through that even like me uh myself and tania and dierick uh who are part of our team we've been talking a lot about that of like how do we make sure that we're not doing that and we're actually leading people into like a real encounter with god and you know awakening them to who they really are without capitalizing on all of this emotional manipulation and trauma that people deal with it's like that's not that's not what we want to do we want people to feel empowered when they leave you yeah. know um but when it comes to like songwriting that's been uh it's been an interesting process uh i i joined um a group where we've been writing very consistently um and what i found is most of my uh writing rooms end up being more so like theological <laughs> discussions and debates and uh all these conversations that I'm just kind of like oh my gosh I just I want to be past this so we can actually get a song written like yeah. I feel like so much of what I'm doing right now is like having to like step backwards instead of really being able to like move forward hmm. so that's been that's been kind of frustrating yeah so I think more than anything it's like I'm like man I we've got to find we've got to find the right people to write with, you know, and like, there's good stuff that can come from those conversations. But sometimes I'm just kind of like, I just don't really want to talk about this anymore. I just want to be able to write songs that are really connecting with our congregation because they're in alignment with what we're speaking on Sundays, Yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I know 
some of our biggest struggles within the worship culture as a whole, especially in America, is there's these incredible songs and songs we still worship with and worship God too. And, but there's always like one or two lyrics and you're like, man, if only. It's always the one line. If only. And I don't like to be super critical towards that because I, I do believe that sometimes you can get past it. But there's some that you just, you, I refuse to sing anymore because yeah. I'm either not going to identify or I don't view God through that lens. Yeah. And I don't agree with how they portray God, so to speak, in the worship lyric. Yeah. And so, yeah, I know that that's been super frustrating. So we've been, as a staff and leadership, we've been on you like, hey, since you've been on staff since 2018, Brittany, we need new covenant songs. <laughs> Get on it. But it's not that easy. You can't no, just sit down and, and write. So I know we're going to talk through three songs, one that has already been released through mm -hmm. Hill City Worship, uh, influenced by you. And why don't you talk about those challenges and how hard it actually is? Because you can't just, just because you might have a gift of writing songs, you don't just go into a room and one day later come out with a smash. No. Oh my gosh. So, well, what I have found is I do a lot better with co-writing. So that has been, that's been huge for me to figure that out. Um, I really, I've walked through a lot of like, um, oh, what's, what's the word we use all the time uh, in our in our counseling sessions, um, when you just think that like, you know, you're not, you're not this, you know, it's like that imposter syndrome. That's it. That's yeah. it. So I've gone through a lot of that, like artistic imposter syndrome where I'm just like, man, everything that I write, I'm not liking and all this kind of stuff. So it's been cool to get in a room with other people and actually see the, you know, the things that I bring to a writing room. Um, that's been really helpful for me, just gaining my confidence in writing. Um, mm -hmm. cause I've written songs over the years, but it's like, I never really loved them, you know, but it's just, you get in your head, you know, when you're, when you're doing stuff and it's your own thing, you never think it's as good as what it could be. It could always be better. So co-writing has been awesome, but it's also come with challenges <laughs> as right. well. And so, um, with, with writing though, it's like, you know, I still tend to fall into the same traps as everybody else does like I said where it's just more so it just sounds regurgitated where mm -hmm. it's like right now we're trying to figure out how do we you know take this new verbiage and this new language and put melody around it because when I sit down to write it ends up like the same stuff just keeps coming out you know and so um that's been that's been the toughest parts and I think we're going to talk about like some of our favorite lines mm -hmm. and like those are the few lines that I've been able to write where I'm just like oh yes that's it like I need to write more like that yeah. you know and so like that's been the challenge is like I don't want to just write to write I want it to be new language yeah you know and not necessarily new language but what we've been speaking from the pulpit but in song yeah so it's, it is, it's a challenge for sure. It's hard. So do you find that it's harder to find the right lyrics or is it harder because most songs are like verse, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, bridge, you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, it can, the, the whole like worship culture that has happened in the last however many years, like it, it definitely feels like a, a box for sure. And we've talked about even how to like come out of that, but there's an aspect too, like we do still want it to be comfortable and singable for our congregations, you know, like we don't want to get away from that necessarily so far from that, that people are uncomfortable, but we are trying to kind of mess around with trying to do things differently. You yeah. know, the, the few that we've written right now are still like, they follow like the formula, Sure. <laughs> um, but hopefully we can get away from that. But it, I think the, the formula does really get you into like 
this groove where you just keep writing the same thing over and over again and it sounds the same you're talking about the same thing you know I mean even just in the worship world the tough thing about new covenant worship is that really our whole context for it is very like Davidic like it's all like the Psalms and all of that and there's great stuff in there but that was still, you know, way before Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have to go back and look at all of those and figure out now, okay, well, how do we actually frame worship to more of like, you know, Paul's message in the new covenant? Like, how do we take that into this? And so it's, it's, it's kind of a tough bridge to cross because, you know, all the podcasts that I could listen to on worship, it's all very old covenant still, the mindset sure. of it, you know? And so it's like, you just get in that mindset and that groove when you're in the worship world. And so that's been tough to try to, the worship world is still so very old covenant. And so it's been hard to bridge yeah. that gap. Yeah, for sure. And you, you have a couple thoughts and then it's, you say something and you're like, well, I've, I've always said this just because it's, just because it's easy. so you're it's still, there. you're yes. saying for someone who's been a part of new covenant understanding, it's still, there's still old covenant stuff that comes out sometimes you're like wait a second I don't believe that yes which is really frustrating because it like if I were to you know sit down and like write a, a sermon or something you know like I, I wouldn't have that same issue mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when I go to write a song I do so I don't know what that is I don't know if it's just the power of music that just so like ingrains that into your subconscious that you don't even realize uh which is why it's important to have new covenant worship is yeah. because we need those songs you know like I mean, Austin, Austin Fletcher, he was a Scottish writer and politician in like the 16 or 1700s. And he said, let me make the songs of a nation and I care not who writes its laws. So songs are very important. And I think we've neglected that for a long time in the church. And so I think some of it too is just the, the pressure of it, you know, which is just real, but I've got to get over that. Yeah. Um, Would you say that pressure is like, uh, people get into a room, and I'm not saying this happens, but it's an assumption because I'm not in these rooms, is uh, how do we write a song that becomes a hit, like an Elevation or a Hill song or a Bethel, or is this genuine worship and this is what's happening in my life and I want to put it to, to melody? Yeah, no, there's always this like, this over or this like underlining like ego thing of like we gotta write the anthem you know (laughs) and so like that yeah that's real and that becomes a pressure and so like that's something that it's like we almost have to try to every time we step into the writing room you have to almost like try to deconstruct that in yourself for a minute and like come back to baseline and be like it's okay (laughs) if this song isn't great it's okay if no one ever even hears this like we're just working the muscle you know um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Well, I'm super proud about a couple of the songs. One of the song is called heaven walking. You actually released it three years ago. Yeah. And crazy. if you haven't heard it, you can go heard it, it hear it now. It's on Apple music. Yeah. It's on Spotify, everywhere you stream. Everywhere yeah. you stream. And uh, I, there's several verses that are lyrics that I absolutely love, but I want to ask you first, what was the process of writing that song? It wasn't as easy, even though it was your first official release What's your best, most favorite memory of writing that song and your favorite lyric? Oh, man. So uh, a friend of ours, uh, shout out to Cody, Cody Tevis, he um, he actually came up with the concept of just heaven walking. Um, and so he came up with a little bit of the melody for that chorus, and we kind of kept singing it over and over again of the um, of the whole I'm not waiting, I'm heaven walking kind of thing. And so that kind of came out as a group effort. Um, 
then all of the verses and everything else, I labored over those things to the point of being unwell. <laughs> I was I was not okay. Um, so we fought, but we finally did it. We did it. And I'm really proud of those verses. I think they turned yeah. out really well. And you know, that's, that's part of it too, is like, I know that if I keep working and I keep going, that it gets better. But then I get to the point where I have to figure out when the cutoff point is, you know, mm -hmm. like <laughs> when do I just stop and say that this is good enough, you know, uh, which is really hard for me because I'm, you know, a recovering perfectionist. So that, that's, that's, that's the hardest work for me is figuring out when to stop. <laughs> not how to keep going, but when to stop and just let it be what it is. So, but I do know that keep going, you know, when you keep going, you keep working, like lots of times that first thing that you land on isn't always the right thing, you know? So I keep yeah. trying to dig in and see what's there. So I'm really proud of those verses. Um, but that, that you one was, be. thank you. But uh, that was a tough process. And then the bridge, uh, actually, uh, you and I and Shanik really worked on that bridge and making sure like, cause we were like, okay, if this is kind of the first one that we're putting out as a church, we want these to be like, you know, de de declaration. How do you say that? Declare a, a declarative? declaration of who we are. Declarative. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I sound like you when you're preaching now. Wow. Um, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. Um, but anyways, we wanted it to be that, you know, where we're like saying these things over ourselves that we really believe. And so we, were, we really picked through those words and figured out what is going to be the right ones. Like we took several hours on that to figure out how we wanted that to be. So I'm proud of that too. And I love how when our church sings those, like you can tell they're like, yes, this, yeah. this is what we believe, you know, which is really fun. Do you want to highlight any of them? Any of the lyrics? Because oh. I could just read it. I, I'm going to read. Yeah. I'm going to read yeah, through it. Yeah, go for it. Because some of them are so good. Uh, sometimes when you put them to melody, depending on if you like the melody or not, it doesn't do it justice. Sometimes it mm -hmm. does it more justice. For me, uh, the lyrics are just phenomenal. So the first verse says, "I'm a citizen of heaven on the earth. All that's true of him is true of me," and I love that because yeah. that's one of the biggest, I guess, headaches that many people have, especially if they've grown up in the church, yep. is they can't see themselves in light of who God is, right? Like truly, yeah. And, and a lot of it is just our false understanding of humility. Facts. And then you say, "Now I know my worth. I am seated and perfected once for all. Heaven lives in me. This is my reality." I yeah. just Boom. I love that. Gospel. I love it. Second verse. <laughs> This is my one of my favorite lyrics you've ever written. Mine too. It says, I am not an orphan anymore, and I never really was. I just forgot that I was yours. Yeah. And that is so true. You've never been an orphan, nope. especially if you've been a part of this podcast from the beginning. This is verbiage that we use. You have never been an orphan. You are always and have always been a child. Some just don't know it yet. Exactly. And I just love that lyric. And, and then it continues. It says, who I am is what you say of me, a child of the king. Original, original identity. identity yes which again you can go back to episodes 29 30 and 31 where we talk about sin nature and you're not broken and all that stuff to understand that you are made in the image and likeness of god so if you're made in the image and likeness of god your original identity is blessed is, and fully known yeah blessed innocence so i love that and then the bridge what you were talking about those words so we were, we were trying to come up with like catchy words to say but also that are true yeah and it's something that that like people they really shout it when they sing it Mm -hmm. but it's four words and then four different words. And it says, I am blameless, righteous, forgiven, holy. Heaven is within me, his presence all around me. I am shameless, chosen, accepted, worthy, a carrier of heaven. I have all I need. And I love when we just, I know that, again, those are some words that many people have might have a hard time, especially that word holy. Yeah. Not only God is holy. Well, if he's in you, then you're holy as well. And exactly. holy is not something based on your behavior. It's a gift given to you by Jesus. So it's something that that we need to declare over. And when you accept it, truly, truly accept it, you actually live more holy than you ever could by trying through your Absolutely. religious 
rules and whatnot. So absolutely incredible song, incredible lyrics. Again, I encourage you to check it out. Anything else you want to say on that before we go to the second song? Oh, no. Okay. My favorites. So these next two that we're going to talk about real quickly, uh, for the most part, you've probably never heard them unless you were live on a special Sunday when you did them. Right. But you, they or haven't you, been released. They will be released. back re- and watch our live stream or something. Yep. That'd be about it. You'll be, they will be released later this fall, 2023. Yep. The first one, and honestly, this might be my favorite song you've ever written. I know I said that about the previous one. I really like lyrics in the previous <laughs> song, but this song, lyrics and melody, I might even put you on the spot and make you sing the chorus because oh, it is one of my favorite melodies, <laughs> which we have had people in our congregation tell us, that's a beautiful song, Britt, but you're probably the only one that can sing it because I can't hit those notes. <laughs> but talk us through Holy Polies, the writing process, and maybe some of your favorite lyrics. Oh, man. Yeah. So that song actually came out of a writing retreat uh, or a writing practicum, they called it, um, with Bethel Music. And I got the opportunity to sit down with uh, Chrissy Nordoff and a, a few other people. And um, we started, I I, re- I brought part of it that I already had and they decided to run with it. And yeah, let's see what we can do with this one. Um, so we started writing Holy of Holies and we got probably about 80 percent of it done I would say 75 percent of it done and then I brought it back home and uh, we tried it one Sunday but then I kind of kept working with it and you know I wrote some new verses to give it more context and more content wrote a new uh, pre-chorus for it Um, so yeah that was kind of the the process of it you have a favorite lyric proud of it you should be proud of it but do you have a favorite lyric I don't know if I have a favorite lyric of this one because I love it I love it all together um I mean, I would say probably the, okay. So when I first started writing this one, it was just me on my piano and, um, and, uh, I started, I started, just started singing. Um, I, I am, what, how did I, how did it say it first? You call me. It wasn't, you call me though. It was, um, I am the holy of holy, something like that. Um, and then a vest, yeah, whatever. Then the rest of it came. So that's probably my favorite line just because that was the main premise that I was trying to get across is that there's, there is no Holy of Holies that you go to anymore. You know, like yeah. that, all of that whole concept was destroyed in 70 AD. It's old covenant system. It's all the old covenant system. Exactly. And what Jesus came to show us is that we now are the dwelling place. Like we are, and that's in scripture. Yeah. <laughs> We're the dwelling place. We are the home. We are the sanctuary that he chooses to reside in now, you know? And so, um, that's, I was like, we need, we need a song that doesn't talk about, you know, there was these old songs that are like, take me into the Holy of Holies, right? you know? Oh, and it's like, I know. you are, yeah. you are like, yeah. wake up up you know so I wanted I really wanted a song that talked about how we are the holy of holies so I think that's just my favorite part of the song is that that was my whole that was what I was trying to get across yeah and I think I did if you know the verbiage this song is like revolutionary because you're like oh oh yeah like I get it 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 makes sense yeah (laughs) in fact your pre-course says you found another home again speaking to uh, they put God into the ark of the covenant and carried him around everywhere and they made structures yep for God that was always about spiritual relationship. Right. And you you found another home. You made my heart your throne because he's dwelling yes. in you. I am your dwelling place in your love fully known, which speaks so much to the counseling world is people just want to be heard, valued, and known. And yep. you it's are. It's a core it's, thing of human beings. Exactly. <laughs> and then it goes to the chorus, which I'm glad you sang a little bit of, of it, but I love the melody so much. It, the, the chorus reads, you call me holy of holies, a vessel made for your glory, perfected and forgiven by the blood of Jesus. How sacred. Yes. And can you give us a little bit more so, of the melody? Before? I will. I will. Okay. okay. But 
that was a line that I had to fight for. Yeah. The perfect. So going back to the, the struggles of writing new covenant yeah. stuff, that was a lyric that I had to fight for in the writing room because, um, what it originally was, was, um, imperfect, mm. but forgiven. Mm. And I, I just told them straight up. I said, guys, I, I can't sing that at my church. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't like, if you want to take it and sing it that way at your church, I guess you can, but like, I can't, my whole purpose of writing is that I can use these at my church yeah. and I can't use that verbiage at my church. Yeah. And so I had to fight for that lyric. I'm so, glad you did. Yeah. In fact, uh, a little plug for myself here. Uh, I am releasing a <laughs> devotional book, a new covenant devotional book, yes. a 21 day devotional book. It should come out this fall. Shout out to the writer's society, uh, who is picking this book up and Which is exciting. I know, right. And it's going to be released as well, I'll just give you like a couple of the days is mm -hmm. focusing on perfection. perfection yeah. Again, perfection isn't based on behavior. It's based on Jesus. Right. So you can claim perfection even though you sin because your sin does not define you. A child of God is what defines you. Exactly. And so uh, I unpack that in much greater detail. And I'm glad you fought for that because the reality is, is because of Jesus, we are perfected yes. and we are forgiven. And that happened 2000 years ago, not exactly. when you chose to believe. Yep. When you chose to believe, you awaken to the reality of it, which is why belief is important. So don't misquote me. But can you give us a little <laughs> bit of a, because right. I love the melody so much. Let me clear yeah. my throat. Get those pipes <laughs> okay. ready. All right. All I've had is coffee today, so that's not very good for the vocals. Here we go. You call me holy of holies, a vessel made for your glory, perfected and forgiven by the blood of Jesus, how sacred. Love it. Oh my goodness. I can't wait for the song to come out. <laughs> Again, you said it should be done yeah. this month and then released it later this fall. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait for it. It'll be on your playlist. And then lastly, you have a brand new song, which actually I didn't know you were writing the song and heard it for the first time, like not even in the making of it. I heard it when yeah. you released it. Yeah. Uh, your dad, Jamie Englehart, had his conference in May. Or, hello, we had this conference this past weekend. And... You sang it there and yeah. give us a little bit of the context of, uh, did he come to you to line up with the theme of the conference? Cause the conference was remind father's me, heart. the father's heart. Yep. So speak a little bit to yeah, that. So he did, he did. He was like, I really want a song around the father's heart. And I was actually shocked. I went searching. So he, he wanted me to write it specifically, but I was like, maybe if I can find one that's already <laughs> on there. <laughs> I could get away with it. Um, but there was nothing. I couldn't believe it. There's one song uh, from Hillsong called The Father's Heart. But then there's like, there's nothing in it about The Father's Heart. So I don't even know why it's called that. So I was like, okay, well, this is definitely uh, a gap out there. So this something needs to be written. So um, I took it to uh, some friends of mine and uh, in the writing club that I'm a part of. And we started writing around this concept of the father's heart. And uh, pretty much what I told them is I was like, I just want this to feel like, like a big, like warm hug. Hmm. Like, I just want, I just want this to feel like, like an embrace, you know, cause like when you actually know the father's heart and you know his heart for you, I mean, that's, you feel embraced, you feel seen, you feel known, you feel held. Right. So that was pretty much how we started going about it. 
That's incredible. So I, I actually didn't know that. And now a little bit more of the lyrics that we're about to read make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Favorite part of the song? Favorite part of the song? Oh, I would have to say the chorus. I think the chorus, it, the chorus encapsulates everything that I was wanting it to. And it does. It feels like a big, big warm hug. From, it does. Well, let me read father, it for so. you. The, our listeners here. It says this. I am known. I am safe. I'm held in your embrace. In your love, I'm made whole. You clothe me in your grace. And obviously the melody is really cool with it too. But uh, one of the highlight words is that word known. Again, it goes back, holy holies, you have that word known uh, mm-hmm. again in it. And this is yeah. the big message uh, that should be of the church is that you are known by God and he is well pleased with you even before you perform, yeah. even before you believe the right things about him. Yeah. Like he has never crossed his arms at you. He's never been disappointed in you because he's all knowing. He can't be disappointed. There's no expectation. And it takes this pressure off, specifically the religious pressure to perform. Yeah. And it, it, you, I don't think that you can fully share the good news of the gospel until you know how loved you are. It's impossible to love others when you're uncertain about so his true. love towards you. Yeah. And I love this song. Do you want to sing any part of it again? Of the oh man, no. <clears throat> yes. All right. Choruses. I am known. I am safe. I'm held in your embrace, in your love, I'm made whole. You clothe me in your grace, and I am home where I belong. That's probably my favorite line, is yeah. that I am home where I belong. Because that was in every version. We wrote several versions of this song. God bless the team that I was writing with. They were so patient <laughs> with me. Um, but that that was in every single one, was that I am home where I belong. Because that is that he's he is our home yeah his heart is our home let's go where we belong where we've always belonged so when will this be released same timeline about holy holies or yeah sometime in the fall sometime this fall mm-hmm. so fall 2023 you heard it here first it's Got officially on the podcast so now it has to be released <laughs> and there are massive consequences no i'm just kidding oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so You're much fired. Brittany, for sharing a little bit of your heart behind songs and songwriting if you're listening to this and you are a songwriter. Oh my gosh, yes, please hit me up. How can they get uh, in <laughs> touch with you, Brittany? Uh, just email me, Brittany at hillcity.tv. Brittany at hillcity.tv or socials. You're not really on socials much. Not much. You don't really care I mean, about you socials. can message me, but I might see it in two weeks. Yeah, you know? Brittany is the worst at uh, texting <laughs> or messaging, just so you know. <laughs> I have to put her in group chats just to make sure she'll respond. <laughs> but wow. we love you. Just kidding. Any other new worship songs that are being released with those two that I'm not even aware of that no, you want to talk about? Not right I know now. we there is a, an EP coming soon. No, next year. Did you scratch that? Or I, I guess have, it's the Christmas. Well, yeah, there's going to be some more Christmas stuff coming so out. So Christmas yeah. stuff coming out. It's a new Christmas EP with all the songs you've already remastered and whatnot mm-hmm. this fall, this Christmas. It'll be like November sometime. November. So keep keep your ears pierced for that ear candy <laughs> coming soon to your eardrums. I don't know where I was going with that. Wow. <laughs> Any final thoughts, closing ears. thoughts? No. I, yeah. Just hit me up if, if this is something that is uh, interesting to you. And this is the message that is your heart cry right now. I would love to write with you. Yeah. Oh, and if you're a a church or part of a a church and you need these chords, charts, these stuff is is available, right? Reach out to me, yeah. Reach out to Brittany and she'll get you all that information so that you can be introducing these songs to your church. Absolutely. We would love love, love for you to do that. Well, Britt, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thanks for talking about worship. You want to close us out? Hey, you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it. 